What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Chris Hampton. Welcome to the Power Company Podcast, brought to you by PowerCompanyClimbing.com. Today's episode is a throwback all the way back to episode three, when I didn't know if this thing would continue. But that was 265 episodes and well over 2 million downloads ago, so we're here to stay. And while we might be on break right now, making some format changes and prepping a new series, we'll be back with all new episodes this coming September. I saw a post yesterday from my friend Ron Vai Umot. Ten years ago this week, April of 2012, she made a nearly fatal mistake while cleaning the anchors of a sport route in Turkey. She fell 50 feet to the ground, shattering her back, pelvis, arm, and both ankles. And we won't be going into what caused the accident in this episode, but you can read that story, including some heart-wrenching excerpts and a story that she wrote, right there at the link in your show notes. Instead, this episode is about her recovery, the physical and mental approach that she took, the resilience and the will that she showed. It's about how she went from clinging to life to climbing harder than ever, and what it took to get back on the sharp end and past the specter of that moment. Let's get into it. Maybe don't know. This time, this time, this time, this time. Uh, but the training part, like the fight, that happened, like, I think almost immediately when I woke up in the hospital. This time, remember how it felt like it's it's kind of or to go back to that place so let's talk a little about that yeah um yeah it can be hard to like remember how it actually felt like I don't want it to like if I'm mm. gonna explain what happened I don't want to like make it sound like a like a like nicer than it was and sometimes yeah, it's hard sure. to like tap into like how it actually was and not just make it like oh yeah I recovered everything is good now and yeah like through the whole process it could be kind of hard actually to to tell people how I actually felt because you want to say that everything is good you want to be positive you want to like yeah this is yeah I'm doing better mm-hmm. um but like a big part of you is still like <laughs> no it sucks it's um uh, yeah, and you're dealing with a lot of pain and dealing with a lot of, uh, um, uh, like, issues that can be hard sometimes. Yeah, so, <laughs> and it was a pretty, I mean, it's a hugely inspirational story to a lot of people. And, um, and it was pretty heavily publicized. And your husband, Nathan, who's an amazing photographer, took took these really great photos of the the rehabilitation process and and you wrote this great story and his his part of your story that he wrote really sticks into my head uh i think about it pretty often actually uh so do you think it being as as publicized as it was uh, even though it was you doing a lot of the the publicizing it because it is such an inspirational story do you think that kind of uh, leads your memory to different places than it might have otherwise been? I've been, like, really conscious about that the whole time, trying to, like, make it, like, make it real. Uh, like, <clears throat> tell, tell people how it was. And, and like, in you want to, like, in in the middle of the process, you... Uh, <sighs> 
I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to stay positive. I wanted to like not into like go into these deep places sometimes. So, uh, God, it's hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's hard. Uh, so you like you want to tell people that you're great. You want to like make it sound good because that's how what you want to tell yourself that's how you want it to right. be so yeah. it's kind of like you put that out there maybe that's what's actually what's going actually on, happening you know? um but the whole time i've been trying to not make it sound like better or easier or um than it is sure uh, because like talking about it has been a, a good way to feel that i give something back i've like received so much help through this whole process and like uh, help other and i know how i felt that i was like um reaching out and trying to find uh, other stories that were similar to me there's yeah. so many unknowns and you're like really seeking for for help when you're in the situation so i feel like what i could do now is to be that for other people who's in the same situation and and i've received a lot of feedback that I'm helping uh, many yeah. people out there, and and I'm sure I'm sure there are people everywhere who are who are getting inspiration from it. Uh, I am for sure. You know, I'm going through a shoulder injury right now that's incredibly minor compared to what you went through, and and that definitely is a source of strength and inspiration for me. Um, what what exactly were the injuries that you had? Can you even list them all? <laughs> yeah, I was I was quite a mess. Uh, so yeah, I took the fall. I landed with um, my my knee uh, with my legs bent. So uh, so, so I so you landed on your feet. I landed on my feet like almost like as if I was in a chair, sitting in a chair. Oh, okay. Uh, so I kind of like saved my knees, but my ankles took like basically the whole fall. So I shattered my ankles. Um, it was kind of like a mash of bones uh, and um, uh, tendons ripped off the the bones and nerves. So it's kind of like a a, a porridge of, uh, of bones and tendons. Yeah. Um, and then, so, yeah, so a lot of fractures in the ankles, the talus bones were broken, uh, and the calcaneus, the, yeah, multiple. I think it was like 13 bones in there who was affected. Um, my knees were fine. Um, I broke, had like two fractures in my pelvis and uh, two, three vertebrae, compression fractures in, uh, in three of the vertebrae, uh, L2 to L4, and then my elbow... Um, um, the tip of my elbow broke. So did you fall pieces. back onto your elbows? So I was like uh, falling, and like and and kind of got like a little twist as I hit the ground. I think so. My whole like right side got more uh, affected than the than the left. Kind of fell on my right side. I think <clears throat> so. My uh, right elbow got screwed up and. Um, yeah, but but uh, my I didn't hit my head or anything, so I was um, yeah I was lucky <laughs> in a in a way. And were you were you lucid through most of this? Do you is all this memory or is it? I mean, do you remember the rescue? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I was conscious. I remember. So what I remember is I remember like clipping out of the anchor started falling i thought that nathan had like given me a little bit of slack to give me like a bonus fall from the anchor or something yeah um and then when i felt that i was accelerating i was i understood that that something is wrong uh, and and then i don't remember like the <clears throat> the middle part of the fall but i remember like it's like my body remember the impact of the fall i don't really mm. like consciously remember right. but I can kind of like remember the feeling of hitting it around. Um, and then I think I was probably out for like a couple of seconds or something. And then, uh, and then I woke up from like people slapping me in the face and, and asking me questions. And, and I remember, um, yeah, then I remember <laughs> it was like in and out of a cloud almost 
part of me was like sure. in this bubble of light and and knowing that this is uh, I'm dying now this is and <laughs> this is the end uh and but it was like it was no fear nothing it was just like light and and I was okay with it <laughs> Uh, and then, like as people were talking to me, and and I had this voice in my head telling me, like, no, no, it's too early, you're not, you're not ready. Yeah, and your then body's going into survival mode. Uh, yeah. yeah. So then, uh, then I was like in and out of this stage, kind of where like I felt the pain and and everything, and then I'm back again, where I just see see the situation from outside of my body almost i see nathan being all scared and i'm like oh this is so typical nathan he's so scared <laughs> he's so worried <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> oh yeah and then um, and but then back to this like crazy pain that i can't like i don't know if i can describe it even sure it's, like sure different than than anything i've experienced so they they rescue you take you to you were in turkey correct yeah i was in turkey take you to a turkish hospital yeah so um, the... when you were do you recall the moment where you where you decided where you made the decision that you're going to get back did that happen in the turkish hospital what did that happen after you were you were flown out of there to uh back to uh, Norway, right? Yeah. So the, yeah, I was uh, I was in the in Turkey for for about a week until I was stable enough to uh, um, to uh, to get back to Norway. They actually came uh, came from Norway uh, with a <laughs> private jet airplane picking me up <laughs> and flying me back. So pretty lucky to be from Norway in this yeah. situation. Um, do I remember? Uh, if there was, you know, one one thing about this whole uh, experience is that uh, I really g- got to know how it feels like to be in the moment. Yeah, there is not in like there is not a lot of room to to think about other than right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like I think it's probably like a survival mode <laughs> that happens. So it was, uh, uh, I kind of had the like the the feeling the whole time that I am gonna at one point I am gonna survive this I am gonna go through this whatever happens right. if your, I lose my legs was still there yeah that's exactly I felt like pretty right afterward that I knew just in myself that whatever happens I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of this somehow <laughs> um with legs no legs climbing no climbing um i still have like yeah um, yeah you just your spirit was there you knew yeah. that no matter what was gonna happen physically that that you were gonna come out of it the other side yeah. just fine yeah for sure uh, the, uh, and like I'm not gonna say that I was never scared. Of course, like being active is such a big, uh, big part of my life. Sure. Uh, and I was like, I was terrified, of course, of like losing all that. Um, what but, were the What were the doctors telling you? And I'm sure that first few weeks, it was probably there wasn't a whole lot of prognosis being given because they were still figuring things out and working through things, but when did the doctors start telling you and what did they tell you about what your athletic future might look like? They, they didn't even want to talk about it. I had so many questions. I was probably like the doctor's nightmare. <laughs> I wanted to know like everything. And, oh, um, so, um, yeah, in the beginning, like they were just like, just forget about climbing, forget about everything right now. You're just so lucky to be alive. Um, so there wasn't a lot of, especially for my ankles, there wasn't a lot of prognosis because it was, right. It was uh, there's so many bones and jelly in there that has to come together. And hopefully, hopefully it would come together enough. So I would be able, they thought that I was going to be able to walk again. Um, um, and then well, it was like back and forth a lot. The first, maybe the first, I would say three weeks to a month, you can have like, 
even if they put you back together, the bones are back in your body and, and you're screwed back, it's like you can have complications. Like oh, yeah. my talus bone was broken, uh, which doesn't have a lot of blood supply. So like before things stabilize, you kind of don't really know if it's if it's going to heal up correctly. Or, correctly yeah. And, and yeah, so you can, if you go online and read about this, you can read all these horror stories, you know, where people have to amputate. And yeah, sometimes that's a really bad idea. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that is really bad. <laughs> it's uh, lucky that your story's out there, though, because yeah. your story's a positive story <laughs> Yeah. In this, in this internet sea of horror stories. Yep. Um, so, so, so there's maybe a, like after a, about a, a month, I would say, I was back in Norway, things mm-hmm. started to like... Um. Yeah, started to like stabilize itself a little bit, and I knew that my my back was gonna probably not be pain free, or I didn't know if it was gonna be pain free, but I knew that I didn't need to like have any surgery on my back or anything like that. And right. my pelvis, it's just it was just about time for it to to grow back, and and try to do as much as I could to uh, um, later on in the process to um to make it pain free with exercises and. Yeah. So there's an image. Uh, it might be my favorite image from the whole uh, the whole photo series that Nathan has. And I don't know if it's everyone's favorite image, but I've looked at it a bunch of times since I've been rehabbing this shoulder. And it's just an image of your arm <laughs> up you know, above the headboard of the bed and you're holding two weights in your hand. And And I don't even think you can see your face in the in the image it's just your hand sticking up over the headboard (laughs) and that image speaks to me of so much resiliency and determination um so what i want to know is did that determination just gradually happen was there a moment where you decided you were going to climb again and it was going to be better than it was before or is that something you you held off on making any big goal and you just waited to see while fighting the whole time. Yeah. Like for the climbing, I was just putting that aside. Actually, honestly, I was, I was having it as a, as a goal and as a motivation that I wanted to get back, but I was also like ready to, to give it up. I was gonna, uh, but the training part, like the fight that happened, like, I think almost immediately when I woke up in the hospital. I was like, it was, yeah, I just needed, I needed to know that I did everything I could do to make like this situation as, to come back. I I know that I I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I heard like three years later that I could have done more. If I did more, you would have like recovered more. you would have just worked a little harder. Yeah. Yeah. And then hap- and that happened like immediately. I just knew that whatever happens, I'm gonna do the best I can, and I'm gonna have to like <laughs> dig deep to find that. Um, and like, I- I'm sure like when I asked for those weights, everyone was like rolling their eyes, <laughs> and be like, "What? She has one arm that she can move, and she's gonna lift weights." Yeah. But for me, it was like. I think more than anything, just a just a thing to to like remember who I was. Remember yeah, in in the really like important. the hospital, everyone is like, "Yeah, oh God, you like." I just want to remember who I was, basically, yeah, and and that I was gonna fight <laughs> hard. Yeah. To, uh, See, for me, I I went straight to the couch after my shoulder injury and just mm-hmm. ate ice cream. Maybe that's because that's who I am. I don't believe but. you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so fast forward a little bit, you're, you're back to rock climbing. What are those first moments back on a rope like, and how do you convince yourself to even do it? Uh, didn't need to take a lot of com- like uh, convincing. I, I knew that I wanted, as fast as I was ready to try, I wanted to try. I was really excited actually to just, I, 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 I approached it with an open mind. Either I like this, if I hit it, I'm not like, if this is not, if this takes more than it gives, 
I there is so much other stuff to life that I could do. I I get interested in in a lot of things um, um, as long as I put my mind and energy into it. I can get into other stuff too. So I approached it kind of with like an open mind and just to I was curious. Was I gonna be scared? Was I how was it gonna be? Um, and how was it? Yeah, how was it? Um, <laughs> at that point, it was like really hard to walk. Uh, and what I experienced as fast as I got on the wall, like even if my ankle hurt like <laughs> crazy when I started climbing again, then I, I got a little weight off of them. And I could use my hands. I felt, I felt that I could move. So it was almost like um, a release to like, I can move. I don't need to have this... Uh, um, yeah, it hurt less than walking, which mm. felt really good at that point. Yeah. Uh, um, and I also think that all the pain while I was doing is kind of like released a little bit of uh, adrenaline. Sure. Uh, so it, it was kind of like a painkiller to uh, your a natural painkiller. <laughs> yeah. And what about your mental state? I, I know those first times were on top rope. Um, Oh yeah, for sure. What was sure. it like when you decided to get back on lead again? <laughs> um, yeah, that whole that whole process is uh, it was uh, it's been taking a, a lot of work and a, a lot of time to get like comfortable. That you're still working through. Some. Yeah, I'm, I'm still. Yeah. I like. I'm. I'm good. I, I would say I'm good now because I I've spent so much uh, like. Um, I've been so mindful about my fear. I've been like picking apart why, what am I scared of? Uh, and I, I was, yeah, you could hear me like my death screams <laughs> falling like one <laughs> meter <laughs> um, in the beginning. And I, and you know, in the beginning it was like real too because I couldn't really take a fall. My my ankles wasn't ready to uh, to handle the impact. Sure, so it's both sure. like a a fear of hurting in the beginning because I. I uh, I went through so much pain that like the thought of hurting more was just like no. <laughs> yeah, so, no kidding. Um, so it was like a process of like um, finding out wh- when what am I scared of? Uh, is my scare like is is my fear legit? Should I like listen to it or? Or do I have? Is this something like that I can work through, and it's gonna be beneficial for me to not listen to this uh, fear? Fear. Uh, so I just kind of like approached it like uh, like everything else I do in climbing that I want to get better. I, w- I was thinking like, oh, okay, accepting that I am really scared of falling, and I wanna. I'm not gonna think that it's gonna go away. That I'm gonna like be fearless. But I knew that I had to like find a way to uh, to live with it, <laughs> to deal with the fear instead. So yeah. I approached it like like I was training strength training and like really um, systematically systematically went after it. worked with <clears throat> it and with a with a intention of getting better, not get rid of it, but get better at it. Uh, so and I think that helped me all like being conscious about your fear and like facing it instead of like um what i maybe i wouldn't even have done this like being worked so much with my you know it's natural to be scared when you're climbing yeah and i think it's important that you just said get get better at it instead of get rid of it so many people just think um that that the people that they see climbing these hard grades and taking big falls aren't scared of falling. Yeah. But I'm still scared of falling. Yeah. And I tell people that all the time and they they can't believe it. And I imagine that you, having had the accident, will likely always have some fear there, but that you broke it down into, oh, I just want to get better at it. Yeah, I want to get... be able to manage it. That's really important. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that would like be advantage for 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 all climbers to uh, yeah. because at one like level or the other unconsciously or consciously we we have to deal with fear when we're climbing so i think yeah. it's a, i think it was a good thing for me to uh, even if it was hard in the be- especially in the beginning um to to go through it um i think it was really uh, good for my climbing like now 
<laughs> yeah. Did you take any like specific steps? Like were there practice falls that you were taking or? Yeah, for sure. Um, so in the beginning I was top roping. When I was ready to lead again, I would um, I would uh, start taking like, I was always climbing overhanging routes just so I knew that I wouldn't like. Save your ankles. Yeah, save yeah. my ankles. Um, and that I would, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, and I so every session I had uh, one of the goals before the session would be over was to take so and so many falls. So that was what I would do in the beginning, just start small, you know, take like a little fall and then uh, make them longer and longer and um, set a set. Sometimes I would set a set of like, okay, I want to have like five. Um, I want to fall five times at least before the session is over. Um, um, yeah, stuff like that. And then, uh, um, and then after like, I was confident with just letting go, like looking down and letting go. I was still scared of like letting go as I was doing a move. Right, uh, so right. I would like when you're a little out of control, a little out of control. Yeah, yeah. So I would like just make it a little harder and a little harder. And I think it's, it's, uh, it was important to me to, to just, uh, try to be more <laughs> comfortable out of like push myself out of my comfort zone and like try to be conscious in that state to just be more comfortable when I was not. <laughs> um, yeah. When speaking of being more comfortable when you're not, we, we talked a little earlier over breakfast and uh, you were talking about something I hadn't really thought about, but it makes perfect sense is that Nathan being your main climbing partner he was sometimes more scared than you were. Um, was that the case when you're taking these practice falls? And oh yeah, for sure. For like for for a long time in the beginning, I it it was <clears throat> it was both like good and bad. It was always good to have someone who who kind of like knew what I went through, so you don't yeah. need to like explain all the time. You know, it's it's kind of good to just have someone there who knows. Uh, but at the same time, he'd been through such a, like, uh, trauma. Uh, and he was dealing with, like, um, post-traumatic stress for a long time. He's been, I think the whole process was, like, way more mental, like, with fear. He he experienced a lot more fear through the whole process than, than I did, I think. Sure. Um, and so... Yeah, your body was just... My body doing was what it had to dealing. do. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Nathan had to watch it all happen. Watch it all. And, and I'm sure the photos were a good way for him to to deal with it. Yeah, I you think know, so. It's yeah. not only a documentary process, but. Oh, no, for sure. I was kind of like, <laughs> I wanted him to document the whole thing. It would be because I knew like that I wasn't in a, in a state. I wanted to remember it afterward. So I was sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for him, it, I think it was hard for him to like. To like go, he he saw me almost die. He didn't want to like see me hurt again, so he'd be like a little more protective than than normal, sure. and uh, and that was good in in the first state. But at, at a certain point, you kind of like have to have to get out there, have to try, have to get over your head, and 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 you just have to be scared. So I think climbing with other people who would be like who would see me without uh having the the experience that nathan had with me falling was better they they would see me as like i i was ready at that point i was ready to take, take fall i was just scared and then it would be good to have someone there to uh, someone else to push me so i think uh, yeah someone else up. someone else other than nathan yeah someone else yeah. other than nathan who didn't have all the experience of me almost dying if i fell right you know? um God, I can't. I can't even imagine what that would be like trying to belay you again and watch you in that same situation at the anchors of a climb. Oh yeah, you. Um, oh God, that must have been like horrible. You know, <laughs> he thought that I was gonna die in his arms right there, and and yeah, it's just like the whole process he's been through. I've been thinking many times that wow, I didn't want to trade position with him. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah so so, so yeah changing um after when i was ready to like take falls again i think it was good to um 
to change up partners, climb with other people. And yeah, and the same for Nathan. He had a lot of stress actually and fear of falling too when he got back into yeah, uh, into climbing. Um yeah, and like now, like three years later, we're uh, we're we've been working through this together and, and now we, we we push each other again and, and we're really we're really like do our safety checks and yeah, yeah, yeah. make sure that we can of leave course. the stress on the ground. <clears throat> we're like really particular about checking checking everything checking our knots and everything so we don't need to think about that mid mid route you know yeah and it, it took you it's you know you're three years out at this point still working through some of the you know the residual issues and and i often see people come into the gym or something with this oh i'm gonna get over my fear of falling today you know and i think that's that's a big mistake that people make to think that it's something that's just going to go away. Like we talked about earlier. Um, so let's go over your, your process again. Let's just look at it a little more in detail. When you first started leading again, were you purposely going bolt to bolt and then just taking, or were you, did you jump right into trying to onsite things and climb into the unknown you know, because I know the unknown is a, a bigger fear than falling for a lot of people. Yeah. So, so for me, I would, uh, I would be really, um, I don't think pushing yourself too far um, is good because it just creates fear. You want to just take a little step and a little step and a little step and try to be comfortable in that position before you like kind of go further. So what I would do is. Um, I would go in, I, I wouldn't climb any route that, I, I wanted my partner to have climbed the route first um, and kind of like, I wanted to not have too many unknowns as I was going into a climb in the beginning. I wanted yeah. to be, I wanted to feel safe. And I think like the first part of getting into climbing again was to, to, to try to feel safe Um before you feel unsafe <laughs> uh, so I would be like climbing these overhanging routes telling myself and um, and yeah that I would just fall into air if I fell I would never climb with someone I haven't climbed before I would I needed to have a partner that I knew would give me a like a if I fell would give me a soft uh, catch right um, take away as many variables as yeah possible. exactly yeah. that was the first step and then the more I get comfortable, the more comfortable I got, the more, uh, um, uh, yeah, uh, I would take small falls in the beginning and, and see how my ankles would handle it, you know, and the more I just felt comfortable that my body could handle taking a fall, then I would get, get into like the next step and saying, okay, I'm ready to, um, to climb something hard enough that I actually might fall. Um, so I would like take it in like baby, baby steps, uh, feeling out my, where I was comfortable um, and trying to, when I was ready, trying to like go past that a little bit in steps. <laughs> um, was there, I, f I find that it's easier for a lot of people to take uh, unplanned falls on terrain that they already know um so so you've done the moves you um and then you fall trying to link moves i find that that's easier for people than than like trying an on-site and falling in unknown territory um was it do you think that it was easier for you to have you know nathan or somebody go up learn the moves you go up and learn the moves bolt to bolt or you know, taking small falls in between that are planned. Do you think it was easier for you to take planned falls or unplanned falls on terrain that you already knew because you were, you knew you were physically capable? Yeah, of course, because it's like, it takes away one of the unknown. If you know the route, you take that part out of it. And then like, as you know, the moves, you get more and more into like just doing the move instead of thinking about falling. 
so the better you know the route, the more you can concentrate about the the moves instead of falling. And if you just fall, you just fall. Like for me, it would be, and the the uh, the fear would lie in like um, uh, losing control, falling out of control, yeah. as you mentioned yep. earlier. Um, so knowing the route would definitely take um, would take one one unknown out of that so like what i would do in the beginning is usually have my partner climb it first um i would top rope the route first and then i would get into leading it when i was feeling comfortable yeah and i think a lot of people you know even people aren't coming back from injury can can take a lot away from that because like I said, people just try to get over this thing in a day. Yeah. And it doesn't work that way. It's sometimes it could take months or years or you know, but as long as you're taking it in baby steps, little bite-sized chunks and and just working through those little pieces at a time. Yeah. And I think for for me, like a, a big part of a part of the dealing with it is just to accept that you are scared. Like saying that it's okay it's okay that i'm scared not something that i just want to hide and or get rid of or not approach it's just like i am scared i want to it's okay like yeah, i want to acknowledge this and and i and i want to do something about it yeah you can't really face it until you've acknowledged it to begin with yeah and right making excuses isn't going to help you get there no so yeah it was a good uh, opportunity to, for me actually to uh, to do something about it and to to learn a lot about being scared and how to deal with it. Yeah. Um, so what's it look like now? I know you're still dealing with some of it. Um, you know, are there things that have fallen away that you're you don't have to deal with as much, or do you kind of still go through the same process? Like for now, it is uh, mostly it's better than it was. I, I would say before the accident, almost because I've been working with my <laughs> working with it so much. Uh, so at most days, it's uh, it I I'm at a better spot now than I was before the accident. But I still have um, like flashbacks, and I still sometimes it, it could be like. Um, situations that put me back into it like uh, for a while it was wind and if i got mm. cold um that would just trigger it and i would have off like i would freak out top rope or not top rope or and i would be like oh my god like, you know like i thought i was over this what is happening you kind of like lose control i would like lose control of my my own body more than i've uh or I will, I, because it still happens to me more than I've done before. Uh, before the accident, um, I don't think fear would paralyze me. Now it kind of does. Now I'm like, I'm not functioning really. Uh, it that and that happens less and less too. Um, just because I, I was like trying to f find out what kind of situations that um, that triggers my fear uh, and as as i said it's wind and it's uh, and temperature so hmm. and then i was thinking well i'm just gonna try to be cold when i'm not in a climbing situation so i would like <laughs> be outside being cold not yeah. climbing yeah and just like kind of like re-teach your body that it you're not gonna die even if you get cold. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna die if, if there's if it's windy. So I just like approach that, um, just trying to expose myself uh, in safe situation to the element that would uh, trigger it. And and I and I feel that it's like better now. I was in the Red River Gorge last fall and I I was climbing with icy cold fingers and yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember <laughs> and when we had like fire pits under the in the cave in there so yeah it's definitely getting better and I and I have the the situations where I'm like freezing up doesn't happen that often anymore and if it ever happens I'm like well it's okay <laughs> like you can't yeah. like yeah, you can't beat yourself up no, over you things can't, you can't control. Like, it's sometimes, you know, you're like, oh, I put so much work into this. I want it to be over. But then you kind of just have to remember, <laughs> no. Yeah, I think you've okay. got a really smart way of dealing with it, whether it's something you uh, intellectualized or not. I think yeah. it's uh, you're, you're dealing with it in a really intelligent way by 
by going straight to the fear and stripping away all the variables and making sure you're in a safe position when you're dealing with that fear. Mm. Uh, I think that's, I can't imagine there's a better way to begin approaching any kind of fear of falling or fear of the unknown or fear of fear of whatever, uh, any kind of danger that you're in, it's best to put yourself into a safe place and then deal with it slowly. Yeah. I think that's, uh, yeah, it's been working for me. That's, that's for sure. So physically, um, are there any residuals now? I mean, you had, you had some pretty intense injuries, um, you know, do your ankles limit you or, or are you finding creative ways around your limitations? <laughs> now I just have a good excuse for not <laughs> carrying any or <laughs> you heavy backpacks. carry everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, I'm using it for all it's worth. That's, no. <laughs> that's, what, a good, that's what a good husband does anyway. Yep. So. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I have... Um, pretty like severe uh, um arthritis in my in a lot of the joints in the ankles so uh, i can't really actually carry very heavy backpacks for a long time mm-hmm. um so i try to um i try to avoid the things that triggers triggers to get and that trigger it to get worse like uh, if not go for long runs or carrying heavy stuff and and stuff like that and and go on bike rides instead of uh, uh, running. Um, I still have to like change up what I would like most prefer. I would mo- mostly prefer to go for a run if I could. I used to love that, you know. But uh, yeah, I would try to like change those things without thinking too much about it. Um, but and I still like the interesting part is that after three years, I still feel that it's not um it's i'm still recovering I'm right still you can still better. get physically better yeah i still feel like um that i that i get better it's it's kind of like the the it's so the curve is not steep anymore so it's kind of like hard to notice but uh when i came back to places there i was back at like three months ago uh, i can't remember how how i felt and if i go back there i'm like hey I'm so much better now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, so I, yeah, I still get better. And I think um, working with my leg, I lost a lot of leg muscles. And I feel like uh, the stronger my legs get now, the more, uh, the more pressure, the muscle, or the more force the, the muscles can take off the joints. Um, right, right. So the more my <laughs> muscles come back, the... Um, it's like putting armor around the yeah, the injuries that is. can help it, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and in the beginning, I was like really, uh, I wanted my climbing strength back. So I think I was focusing <laughs> a, a lot more on my upper body strength. And, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I was, of course, I was doing some like exercises, but now I'm actually getting back. I can go on like short runs and, and I go on bike rides and, and I feel that that helps a lot. Especially biking. Being on a road bike is one of the few things where I don't feel like limited at all. Oh, yeah. That's really important to have. Yeah. It's like a place where I can just go as fast as I can and <laughs> and like be nor- feel kind of like normal again. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that you're, you're, this isn't just happening. I mean, you're putting work in. You know, I got up at eight o'clock this morning or something and came downstairs and you're down here working out already. Yeah. <laughs> so you're definitely putting in the time and the effort to continue making yourself better. Yeah. Yeah. I think I love that. I, yeah, I, I, that make that's one of the things that makes me feel good when I feel that I put a lot of effort and, and work into something that I want. I feel good about myself. Makes yeah. Me happy. And, and recovery, all the exercises is, uh, um, I, I've been on the other side. I know how bad it can be. I, like if I can avoid that by doing like some exercises for my shoulders now and, and stuff like that to avoid injury, I, it's so much less, like it's so much easier to do that and than to be injured. So yeah. uh, for me to put in some hours in the morning to, uh, to do exercises is, it's just, it's kind of easy. <laughs> now, well, what about, uh, did you do yoga before the injury? Oh yeah, um, yeah. Yoga has been a in a big part of my 
recovery act uh, recovery and also but i was doing yoga beforehand yeah i was actually just i just became a yoga instructor when the when the accident happened so i never got to teach yoga but i've always uh, not always since i was 15 maybe um doing yoga myself yeah and you um, said you told me yesterday that you were when you were recovering you started out by doing chair yoga and i think you're i think it's great that you're ego allows you to step down to uh, uh, what a lot of people might consider a lower level you know not just in climbing but in uh, doing yoga in and in your case it was you know walking for that matter and working your way through it Uh, is yoga something that that you feel is instrumental in the physical and the mental and the psychological aspect of coming back to climbing the best uh, the best it's done for me is actually that it's a really good uh, measure measurement i can like if i try to do a a yoga exercises uh yoga exercise it it's, it shows me my un- where i'm uneven if i do one uh, one uh, one thing on one side and i and it's so obvious if i can't do it on the other side i see right. where or i see where i need to get more fl- flexible to to be balanced uh, so it's a good tool to um, to just yeah see if i'm balanced and i also used it as a in the mental part where i was uh, really scared a lot of the the chest opening exercises and the breathing was really good for me to to use as a tool when I was dealing with a lot of fear. Yeah, I bet. Do you ever, if you're at a rest on a route, do you does your mind ever slip into thinking about the accident or thinking about the injuries or the physical limitations or or fear for that matter? No, not uh, um, if if it, if I start getting. Uh, if I start getting uh, like scared, if I like, or mm. if I feel my heart beats, if I'm scared of a crux that is coming up or something, uh, that's like I try to at least um, like concentrate about my um, my breath instead. And I think yoga, like learning all this like different breath- breathing exercises, has been a good. It's really transferable to climbing. So I try to like focus about like focus. In inward instead of like thinking about what's coming up or yeah. So you're using yeah. the things you practice in yoga. You're yeah. practicing those that you know while you're climbing. Yeah, yeah. Calming yourself. Yeah, down. for sure. So that's uh, yeah. I think yoga is really helpful that way. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm certainly ridiculously impressed. You know, watching you climb in the red last season and and watching you. <laughs> Uh, or a year ago or so, and then watching you boulder yesterday, I'm I'm really impressed with the way you move so easily um, in such a short time after after these the many injuries that you sustained. But I think I think what I'm most impressed by is watching how uh, you know a boulder problem yesterday you were having a hard time with, and you'd you'd found your own way because you couldn't do it the way all the tall guys were doing it and (laughs) and you were getting frustrated over not being able to make this move as easy as you wanted it to be but you just you kept trying and kept trying and kept trying it and I think that's the biggest takeaway for me um, through your whole experience is that that you just keep at it it's one of the things that like is the best thing that happened from this uh, accident I think is that it just kind of like took the whole like ego and expectation and like everything that is not important is just kind of like takes it away in a way you like you know time <laughs> i don't have time for like being worried about what other people think or like i don't know it's just it kind of was a release in a little bit not that i was too bothered about it before the accident but it really it put it in a light like Dude, we're just rock climbing. <laughs> we're, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Um, yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks for Thank you. sitting down with me and being nice enough to let me bother you and force you to talk about these things. <laughs>
Thanks, Chris. Thanks again to Ron Vi for sitting down and having this conversation and for being willing to let me uh, repost this. I know rehashing these things isn't always the most pleasant thing to do. Uh, but we do this so that others can learn not only from mistakes, but to gain inspiration from the will and the perseverance. Uh, so that in a, a media landscape where big sins are the main story, we also get the stories of overcoming real obstacles, more than just bad conditions or thin skin. Real shit. That's what Rambai's story means to me. You can find links to her and to her story right there in your show notes. You can find us at powercompanyclimbing.com, on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Power Company Climbing. And I am actually on Twitter with my new podcast, Hip Hop Taught Me Everything, but Power Company Climbing is absolutely not because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles.